Welcome to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We are certainly glad that you have joined us. Uh, I'm glad that Caleb has joined me as well. It would be not really a decent show if you weren't here, man. Nobody wants to hear me ramble, so I'm so glad you've made it. How are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing great. How about you, Mark? How are you today? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, this was going to be an interesting day today. It is. Caleb and I are talking about Guardians of Time, which is a direct to... Uh, digital and dvd release uh and you know sometimes we make mistakes people uh and so this is our apology to you for telling you you should watch it too uh the truth be known we were in a scramble just before the last show started and realized that we hadn't picked what we're going to watch next and this one popped up on a quick search of what's going to be released and i was like hey okay why not that was really a bad bad choice but I'll tell you what's not a bad choice is, is the people who sponsor us, progressivechristianity.org. You should go check yes. them out. You'll find out lots of good stuff rather than bad choices over there. Uh, and also, hey, make sure when you after you follow them, uh, go follow us on Facebook um, uh, so you'll know all the things that are happening and what we'll be watching at each week. We'll try to let you know what we're going to be watching. Uh, but a big warning, as much as we are laughing about Guardians of Time, and I think you're going to find out pretty quickly why we're laughing about Guardians of Time, I still need to say, although I don't know how this is going to be spoiled, but... This is a spoiler full zone, so you're going to hear stuff that, that it's going to maybe spoil the show, but we'll get into how hard it would be to spoil that show anyway. But first, Caleb, we must have yeah. drinks together. This is the only we way we're to. going to make it through this show. It's the uh, only, the only way. way. Only <laughs> so, way. Yeah, I, here, Mark, I, I, here, here's the thing. I think spoilers are going to be great because I think the main spoiler people need to know is not to watch the show. And, <laughs> and if you do, you better have a stiff drink with you, which right, is exactly absolutely. what I did. I, I didn't do a themed cocktail, Mark. I, yeah. I just, since I didn't like this show, I wanted to have a drink that I knew I liked. Yeah. So I made a very stiff drink. I made just an old fashioned, but it's made with mm. 114 proof bourbon. So ah, I, that's I am, what you, you are, so you I am ready. I think you made a very good call. Here's what I did. This show was so absolutely ridiculous and silly and look. Mm -hmm. So I've made a drink in a clear tiki gap tiki glass which i think is just ridiculous and i put some <laughs> junk on top of it but the drink that i made yep. is exactly what i think represents this show the drink <laughs> is called the train wreck so <laughs> i'm having train wreck is vanilla vodka one ounce vanilla vodka third an ounce orange liqueur third ounce cream de cocoa a splash of lemon lime soda and some sweet and sour mix so yeah, here, here, let me see this train wreck okay ridiculous because it's uh it's a train wreck and it's in a ridiculous glass so uh cheers to you and cheers. Here, here's the hope of we make it through uh this next 40 minutes
Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We are in our segment where we geek out about our show, and I don't know if we're going to be able to do that or not. We are talking today about Guardians of Time. And since bad movies are often Mm. introduced in very dramatic ways, I felt like it was only appropriate for me to introduce this movie in such a fashion. So, Mark, in a world... Where some <laughs> movies are so bad they're good. You might hope this new fantasy release, Guardians of Time, will fall <laughs> into that category. It doesn't. It's so bad. It's just really, really bad. So, you know, in retrospect, I was looking at the, oh. the summary of this. And I thought, you know, maybe there should have been some warning signs, Mark, that this was going to be a bad movie. It's uh, it's described like this. What if you entered a world full of magic and mystery, but couldn't get back home? When Sybil, her kid's sister, Alex, and two cousins discover a magical book in the family manor, it opens a hidden door to an enchanted forest. As the powerful warriors for the gardens must now locate secret temples and solve intricate puzzles to gather crystals to let them control time. But when Alex is captured by an evil force, they must rescue her and find a way home or stay trapped in this magical land forever. Mm. So here's what I want to mm. know, Mark. Mm. Uh, yes. Uh, what were there any redeeming qualities of, of this show for you? <laughs> what were, oh, what were the redeeming I, uh, well, I mean, it really was a train wreck of a show. It didn't feel like it ever knew where it was going. I mean, even in that description, it said intricate puzzles. There wasn't any intricate puzzles. There were there no was, puzzles. Was, there were no, no puzzles. It was just absolutely. It was the they most ridiculous. Everything. I mean, if you, yes, the redeeming. If if we're looking for something redeeming. This is a story about about family in a lot of ways. I mean, because we've got uh, two sisters, two sets of sisters who are cousins, and it is about overcoming our doubts about ourselves to a certain degree. Uh, although I don't think that they really handled trying to help us see that very well. Uh, it was it was really kind of uh, poorly done, if you ask me. Um, and man, it was just. The acting, I, I, poor kids. I, I I think it might just be that they didn't have directors so good. Because here's yeah. the thing, I went back and I watched the trailer for this thing. Uh huh. The trailer is incredible. Hmm. I kid you not. What? They, <laughs> that the trailer is incredible. Uh, all the visuals are great. That you they get the right parts, out, the pieces from the kids who are acting. That they they get the just the right scenes. They come off fantastic. It's dramatic. There's great build. I think this suffers from probably a director. Those poor kids come off as really bad. The CGI. I mean, my gosh. I mean, come on. Talking talking. Et alone was weird. I mean, uh, whatever. Uh, the I mean, what was this? Uh, uh, agate agate. Uh, he, come yeah, on. he looked like a talking ET. He, he, he did. Like, I didn't make what? that connection, but he totally did. Yeah, he uh, looked like he, he. He just looked like a blob of CGI. Uh, for right. other... With, and they and they put ET's face on the front and made his mouth move. You know, it was that's it right. Was yeah, that's strangest... very generous. I love it. Yeah, the very no. Mo- mostly, this show just upset me, man. I, I don't know about you. I watched it on Amazon, and I had high hopes. Well, I also wasn't sure. Well, the first time I sat down, I was going to have enough time to watch it. So I couldn't rent it. I had to buy it. 
and I, I, I spent ten dollars on this thing, and, <laughs> and it's going to be can, in your digital library, reminding you well, of the decision. Or is, it, or, or is it? You can delete that stuff, and there's a pretty <laughs> good chance that I'm going to say bye bye to it. So, uh, just okay. for fun, I made a list of five yeah. things, five horrible things that I should have done with my ten dollars. <laughs> Instead okay, of that. I want to hear this. <laughs> there are five other things I could have bought with my $10 that were worse than that. Wouldn't, no, I, I said that wrong. That wouldn't have been, they're bad things, but they wouldn't have been worse than spending ah, it on this movie. Okay, the okay first bad one, things that aren't I, I as bad as this I, movie. I could have bought a DVD of the Left Behind movie. <laughs> that uh, that'd have been better than this. Yeah. That'd be better than this. Uh, I could have bought off-brand bourbon out of a hotel mini bar. That'd have been better. That, that'd have been better. <laughs> I could have bought a Justin Bieber CD. That would have been better than this. <laughs> I, I could have spent money on a new outfit for my Facebook avatar. That would have it would have been better. I'd have been better, better spent money. Better and finally, spent. I could have spent taught. Ten dollars on a satchel of magic beans because that would have been. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was just. It was just. Oh, I was so upset. I was like, the, I'm sitting there, particularly the first twenty minutes or so. I'm really yeah. sitting there. I, I'm questioning life. I'm like, I spent ten dollars uh, on this. Uh, why, why, why did I do why, this? Why? Why, why, why did I? I why didn't I buy that Left Behind DVD? Why, right, why, right. why don't I why get didn't why, from why, why am I not sitting Justin here Bieber. listening to Justin Bieber's new CD? I don't understand. I don't understand. It wouldn't hurt, it wouldn't hurt as much. Yeah. It wouldn't even hurt yeah, as much. Okay. So what what was the, what would you think as redeeming qualities of this that, that make me feel better about my ten dollars? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so my favorite part of this was I was because uh, you started watching this sooner than I did, and you texted yeah. me early next week, and mm. you said, "Man, I'm 16 minutes in." This movie's horrible. This is yeah, bad. Yep. Well, it's tough because it's poorly edited. There's odd yep. lighting choices. There's oh, yeah. this random triumphant music at the very beginning <laughs> when absolutely nothing is nothing happening. happening. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the crappy CGI and poor plot. Right. Uh, so if I had to try and pick something redeeming, man, I wish I had thought of better things to spend my money on. That was brilliant. <laughs> um, if I, I had to try and pick something redeeming, I, I, I suppose it has to be uh, people coming to terms with, uh, mm -hmm. with who they are, finding right. gifts that they didn't know that they had, and, right. uh, and uh, building relationships. But I, I think it's a stretch because I don't think the movie does any of those things particularly right. well. well so, right. uh, but, but I do think. <laughs> and that, even, the, uh, even, the, even the, quote, gifts that they have, they have to go get something to for those. It's not like a great way of yep. telling this story was they thought they had to go get these keys or stones or whatever. They thought they had to go get those to unlock the gifts that they had, but it turned out that the gifts were with them all the time and all they had to do was really believe in themselves. I mean, that'd be cheesy, but it'd been better than what happened here where they had to get stones and then the, sometimes they <laughs> absorbed the stone in their hand and then other times they just held it. And then sometimes you had to put it in this little round uh, slot thing that had places for three stones, even it, though there it, were four of them, and I don't know. I, here's here's my other question, Mark. Uh, while while we're while we're geeking out, quote unquote, <laughs> about this segment, right? I right? want to know 
why yeah. why Deimos, the big bad who is disguised yeah. as a CGI a- ET, as talking ET, yeah, talking yeah. ET, yeah. Uh, I want to know why his portrait is in the manor. Uh, why, like, if he's this big bad? Well, he guy, seems to be connected with. He seems to be connected with the manor in some way because when Sybil goes back in time, although. Her gift was supposed to be uh, the future, right? So I couldn't figure that out. Like right after they revealed that they all like, you go back in time and you do the present and you do the future. Right after that, she goes back in time. I'm like, what the world? You can't even follow your own storyline here. But when she goes back, she bumps into him in the past in the manor. So I wonder if he's a former like owner of the manor i I don't know and they can't take it down yeah i don't know maybe he's she's also the only one who seems to have some connection with her gift without the crystal without Um, the crystal she had it before she had a crystal right where she's able to see back in time even though as you said her gift is the future uh yeah i but then but then alex couldn't have her gifts until she absorbed the the stone in her hand but then you move to is it was it was i'm going to get to this was it zoe or theo who um could stop time i think it was theo um i I don't remember i don't know but she didn't need the stone she just needed to be in that new alternate fantasy land like it was so there may there was no consistency of how any of this works it was the strangest the other the other the other thing mark while we're complaining about this i've got to complain about right so this enchanted forest is the forest of forgotten thoughts right Mm, mm, and mm -hmm. so it's like they threw every piece of mythology they could think of (laughs) into this forest and so like we find out about like titans and then we find out about atlanteans Atlanteans, uh and and, we get to see raptors and we get to see yeah we get raptors and other monsters and randomly Amelia Earhart, Amelia Earhart is there. And I love, I love they were so desperate to make sure that Amelia Earhart's in this forgotten time forest thing that they randomly have uh, uh, um, uh, Alex briefly mention Amelia Earhart in passing. And, and when she said it, like before they went into, when they were still in yeah. the castle and she said it, I was like, that was weird. Why didn't Orly talk about Amelia it was, It was like, it wasn't even. It didn't even. What didn't even follow any of the dialogue that was going on? It was really. It was just absolutely absurd. The whole thing. And here's the thing, Mark. I didn't okay. finish it until my third time. It was my third time where I actually managed to make it through the, the three segments. And you know what? We're pretty generous. Like you yeah, and I, I agree. we are like, we are, we, we are. are fantasy nerds. Like yes. we're into this the number, stuff. The we're... number of times we do a show where uh, yeah. we are both like, Oh, I love that so much. It was incredible. Blah, blah, blah. And then the next day I'm out on, on, the, on, on the internet and there's all these people who hated it. And I'm like, right. wow. Okay. there's some good stuff in there yeah we we tend to be pretty positive about a show if you give us a reasonably good sci-fi fantasy particularly if you've got a nice uh, moral message which it almost always does uh we tend to respond pretty positively but man (laughs) this time we just couldn't do it 
Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, maybe we've ragged yeah. on this enough. You know, I, I here, well, I, I, I think there are some theological themes in here. Uh, I, I probably think, are. I think there's a couple. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, are you, I yeah, think we can extrapolate. Part. You well, know, we're we're pretty good we at, at, at extrapolation. Yeah, Absolutely. we can try. Okay, Absolutely. so how about this? How about how about we take it? We take a drop. We we get some more to drink. And yes, we come definitely. back and we try and mine this thing for some theological <laughs> and political themes. And welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. You've joined us for our Theo Politico segment, where uh, in this particular episode, we are going to try to pull something out of the train rack of the show, Guardians of Time, to give us something that's actually worth talking about, because the movie itself pretty much wasn't. Um, so I, I got a few things I want us to talk about. The first one, and, and I may be stretching it a little bit here, but I kind of feel like I need to. Uh, so... Can we talk a little bit about, all right, so there's basically four main characters, correct? Uh -huh. The yeah. four girls. Right. Can we talk a little bit about Zoe and Theo? Mm -hmm. Compared to the other two characters, they yeah. almost had no lines, nothing. correct? Yeah. O almost now, nothing, yeah. Do you, do you see any immediate difference between the two who got all the lines and the two cousins who almost got no lines? <laughs> Are are you saying that there's a difference in skin skin uh, skin uh, color? There was, there was, and I immediately, as I'm watching, I'm going, "This feels horrible." Like it really feels like the 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 producers were like, "Well, we got to make sure that you know we we we're there's showing our diversity color. in all yeah. of this, right?" And and they only want to show it, like it's tokenism. They're not actually wanting yeah. to do it; they're just wanting to show it. Um, so. I assume is it is it unfair to say that that was it feels like that was a lot for appearances. I mean, you had Pamphilos who also was a, a was a brown brown guy, but he was a weird character too. It just felt like you had four main characters, half white, half black, and the black folks did not get to speak at all. So, is that what was going yes. on here? You think? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, yeah. yeah, it felt really weird because it's, and why do you think they were doing it? Am I, am I reading I, too much? I, no, I think you're right. I, I think it was to give the illusion of illusion, diversity, yeah. um, yeah. but without actually giving them any, because, uh, because the other two were clearly the main characters. They oh. were, um, <clears throat> the one, but you know, was seeing they, stuff at the time. The other one yeah. got separated and went and found right. herself. They were clearly and, yeah, and the had her own big storyline. And they, right, they right. but when you look at how the how everything was laid out, they shouldn't have been because they talked about the warriors four. They talked yeah. about how one would have yes. entropy, one would have hindsight, one would have presence, mm -hmm. one would have foresight. Like they mm -hmm. should have, even by the way they were setting the story up, they should have been very equal. But they made choices not to. Just yeah. made me start thinking about the number of times that we see this kind of, and it's not just tokenism, but people who want to appear one way, when you look yeah. at what they're really doing, they're not doing. And one of the things that popped yeah. up, and you tell me if this is too big of yeah. a leap, 
is I, I thought immediately back to when Roe versus Wade was overturned. And then you had mm -hmm. so many companies coming out offering to help their employees if they need to travel here or travel there. But all of these yeah. companies, not all of them, but certainly a lot of them had been giving to uh, politicians who drove uh, the all of this messages that were trying to overturn Roe v. Wade uh, and then celebrated and supported it. I mean, why, why as a public, why are we so okay with movies like this that do that when we see uh, organizations that are doing that kind of thing? Um, and, and, Cause these companies got celebrated, you know, mm -hmm. even the ones Absolutely. that you could show had given a lot of money to very uh, uh, anti-choice rhetoric uh, politicians. Yeah, it's all. I think it's all about public perception, right? You can funnel money into uh, the Republican Party without uh, without a ton of questions, uh, but right. then as long as you make a public statement, or as long as you know, in your if you're uh, if if you're uh, like a, a store and you've got a clothing section, and during Pride you put out uh, you put out uh, rainbow clothing, or you put out uh, row row. Uh, pro-choice kind of stuff, right. uh, depending on what it is, uh, that as long as you make some kind of a public statement, it's as if you're okay. I mean, and in some ways, it's hard to be a purist uh, because I, I just assume that kind of every company that we go and shop at, if it's a large right. chain, that they're mm -hmm. funneling money into the Republican Party. Um, right. But yeah, I, I think and you're I right. I think there's kind of a double standard because uh, because they are financially supporting all of these candidates. They're right. doing horrible. And, and, but my, my real question is, I agree. I mean, it's very hard to 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 exist in our capitalistic society, which don't get me started on capitalism. But right. um, it's hard to exist in it and, and not need to go into shops that are definitely mm -hmm. pumping money into areas that you wouldn't right, right. support. Um, but my thing is, why do we celebrate it? Like, and why are we okay with celebrating? Like when we know that um, whoever who, who said we're going to help, we know yeah. we reports came out and they showed here, here's where they gave to these very yeah. big anti-choice politicians. Yeah. And, we, and yet we would prefer to celebrate them for saying that they're going to do it. And let's be honest, that's fine to say that you're going to do it. How many of your employees are going to come to you and go, Oh, by the way, I, I need I need to take you up on that offer and it needs to be fast and I need to go over here and I need to, you know, th th it was a pretty small risk on their part. They, they weren't really Absolutely. committing much. They could have yeah. said, listen, we're going to give a, a, a X thousand dollar stipend, stipend to each, each of our uh, um, employees who can, um, after they've done what they need to do, can then file emergency healthcare mm -hmm. stuff and we will, you know, they'll have it immediately and they don't, it, it won't make it a little more on the employee's um, side in terms of determining what they need to do and when they need to do it, but they don't, they set it up so that it's actually less likely that many employees are going to do it. And then we celebrate them. I mean, I just, yeah. I think, it, I, I agree. Man. I think it's wrong. It, it is, it is hypocritical and it's wrong for us to celebrate. And I, I think we do the same kind of thing in the, in the church where like Absolutely. the church will publicly 
say. And this, I think, one of the things that gets people so so upset about religion, right, is that the church will right. publicly say something about yep. like uh, wanting to help people or whatever, and then won't won't do anything to actually actually right. do it. And so I, I think like the hypocritical nature of uh, of how we present ourselves versus how we actually mm-hmm. live is uh, one of one of the biggest problems uh, of our time. Um, oh, so okay. I think uh, one of the other places where I saw this kind of happening in, in the movie yeah. was, you know, like, okay, so Deimos, the character, the big bad in the, in the character, um, pretends to be like the the talking E.T. Talking E.T., right? yeah. <laughs> yes, right. And so he pretends to be less than to, like, manipulate the smallest girl yes uh, that's that's that great line i actually liked that exchange Uh there's so much to learn is that the way you're going because if so i'll let Uh you take the line Uh, you you want to do the line or you want to do you you do the line you do the line so so the talking et is talking to alex who is the youngest Uh of the four girls and doubts herself the most and talking et says i am less than i am a less than less Mm -hmm. than tall less than fast less than smart and alex who self has a lot of self-doubt says, I know how that feels. And I liked his response. Actually, this is one of the rare like pieces of interesting Mm -hmm. writing. He says, Mm -hmm. how would you know you're a guardian? Uh, Like, you know, you're this important special person. How would you know how, you know, but he was actually a very powerful, I'm guessing wizard or something. We don't really. (laughs) (laughs) That's your way of getting yeah, so that's the thing. Like, uh, so at first I thought, oh, okay, well, this is going to be about like people who are like less than, like coming into their own mm-hmm. and stuff. And then that wasn't what it was about. And so right. what I ended that, <laughs> that would have been, been so, cool. It would have been so it, good if they'd have done that. And because that was early on in them getting to this fantasy land, and I was like, okay, this is what this is going to be about. This is going to be good. Like, and, and can, it's not. No, it and so not, no. here's so here's what here's what I started thinking about. Uh, but there are people like that, like sure. Deimos, who are like powerful people or or who come from uh, privileged backgrounds who mm-hmm. pretend to be something else to take yeah. advantage of, of that situation. And so I'm thinking about people like, what's her name? Rachel uh, Dolezal, uh, the white I, woman uh, who pretended to be black. Remember this? Right. And was the oh, NWACP well. in Washington. And so uh, so people like that who, pretend, who, even though they have privilege, pretend yep. to be somebody else so that they can take advantage of, yep. of situations where they're... And we see that a lot in, in politics. Absolutely. I mean, a whole lot where politicians Wait. are pretending to be one thing no. Uh, so, so well, that's what I, well, you know, I, I'm going to take this a step further and make it as about <laughs> as contemporary as we can make okay. this discussion. When you talk yeah. about what you just brought up mm-hmm. and tokenism, um, mm-hmm. I won't, uh, so there's an associate professor at uh, Emory University in Atlanta, uh, she teaches African uh, American politics. And she says, mm-hmm. I want to get your response to this. She says that Herschel Walker widely viewed as not being ready for prime time. And then she goes on to say, which for black voters who may be skeptical, skeptical of the Republican strategy of nominating them in the first place, just smacks of what they view as tokenism. So it, I, I, I find it interesting that you brought up you know, political folks who pretend to be one thing for the sake of getting votes and getting elected. And you got this African American um, po- politics, political professor who's saying that 
this is smacking so loud of Republican tokenism of what's going on with Herschel Walker. And, and I, I wonder, thinking through all the things that we just said about how bad what's going on here is, and me talking about how the public sometimes really doesn't even see what's going on and, and at times even celebrates these bad kind of moves. Uh, how, how do you think that all comes together with, with uh, what's going on with Herschel Walker in the race down there in Georgia? Yeah, so I think we see that. I think especially when we see people of color uh, rising to prominence in the in the Republican Party, uh, right. that 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 is almost certainly uh, tokenism, especially as the Republican Party continues to go far, far right. Uh, yeah. You know that that these are people who have to actively be willing to vote against themselves and to support mm-hmm. policies that are against other marginalized people. And so I, I, I think it is almost certainly uh, some form of tokenism, uh, because I, I, I think if we were talking about uh, the Republican Party of a few decades ago, that, yeah, maybe people people could be, uh, uh, you know, uh, come from marginalized backgrounds and still uh, support kind of conservative fiscal policy or something. But I think the Republican Party that we've seen uh, in the last 20 years, and especially in the Trumpian era, is no longer just uh, just like being fiscally conservative or something right. like that. We're, we're talking about radical yep. right-wing folks. It's yeah. it's certainly tokenism. Uh, what's your take on it, Mark? No, I, I completely agree. I think it's even worse than just tokenism. I think it's, it's, it's tokenism to try to pull some... Um, um, uh, traditionally democratic votes, but I also think that it's sort of uh, in a horrible way, a tip of the hat to the the worst, most um, conservative racist uh, Republican mm-hmm. saying, look, this, this is what a black candidate looks like. Like, I, I think there's a lot of kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Of course, we're a superior race or something like that. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think it's, it's wrong on so many levels and, and it speaks very poorly of those who are not only who, who put him in this position and continue to encourage him, but who are rallying around him now um, in, in spite of, of all the things we've seen that make it very clear that because of his history, probably in the NFL, um, that he is cognitively not in a place where he's going to be able to lead in a way that's good for any people, uh, mm-hmm. not just his constituents in the Republican Party, but for people in general. And I, I just think that that's a really sad statement of where politics have gotten in the U.S. Listen, I want to take a quick little yeah. shift real quick, um, just yeah. uh, something to, for us to think about. One of the things that happened really not far after the uh, talking E.T. less than talk, uh, Alex gets her powers and it, it hurts and there's some bad things going on. And Alex says, I think having powers might not be all it's cracked up to be, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really pretty good statement. And my head jumped to the first shall be last. Jesus saying that uh-huh. uh, Isaiah speaking of how how a little child will lead them. Uh, so I'm curious. Uh, you know, she starts to tip a hat at it, but if we go back to biblical text, there seems the in terms of comparison to modern society, the Bible seems to have, if you compare it to modern society, an upside down understanding of power. So uh, mm-hmm. I mean. What do you, why do you think the Bible is that way? And, and why in modern society do we not really understand the, 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 the strength of, of the, the power doesn't necessarily mean might? 
Yeah. You know, I think first, the one thing that's interesting about that quote is because I, is they say, you know, I, I think having power is not all that it's cracked up to be. And then they go back on it, uh, you right. know, and uh, oh, a yeah. few lines later, they say, oh, a gift can seem like a curse until you find its meaning. It's actually a good thing. <laughs> so it, it's like the movie couldn't decide where it stood on that. Either. It definitely um, couldn't. No. <laughs> um, but I think in terms of like, uh, power in the Bible and power in, in the United States. I think one of the reasons that we in our contemporary society have a hard time with the fact that, uh, that the Bible tells us that, uh, that there's value in, in dispelling power and lifting up those who, who don't have power is that most, most American Christians are not right. really Jesus followers at all. I, I'm convinced that most of American Christianity has nothing to do with the teachings of Jesus, has a whole lot to do with nationalism. It has a whole lot to oh, yeah. do with, um, with, with power. It has a, a, a whole lot to do with, uh, with elevating our, ourselves, but I don't think it has a lot to do with following the teachings of Jesus. I think it has a lot to do with capitalism too. And, and, uh, and, and all of that. And, and, uh, and in fact, empire. So I think that yeah. uh, it's hard for America, to really understand the fact that no, Jesus is not um, a straight white guy who is uh, North American, but but Jesus was a Middle Eastern Jewish peasant, and he right. was marginalized by empire. He's not speaking to us; he's speaking mm -hmm. about us. You know, the United States uh -huh. is the Roman Empire. And so Absolutely. I think one of the reasons we have such a hard time with that is because we misplace ourselves and we think that uh, we are the disciples and uh, instead mm -hmm. of being the people in the Roman Empire. Uh, what do you think? No, I, I, I completely agree. Um, and, I, and I do think it's very heavily tied to capitalism. You know, capitalism is, is, is a game. It's a game. It's about mm -hmm. points. And, and we measure our mm -hmm. points with money. And that means that the people who are the most powerful get to win the most, which isn't really uh, how, how uh, a, a spiritual life is. Ed. You're not ever about trying to dominate people and lord over people. Yeah. You're trying to understand your connectedness with people. And, to, uh, and, and frequently, it's those who haven't been exposed to... Uh, a lifetime of biases that understand it the best. And so I love the line, you know, any, any time I, the idea that I see a child trying to express um, what, what's really important about life. Um, you can see it in how they interact with each other and what really matters to them and what really makes them happy. I think, God, how, how far have we fallen away from all of that? And how far, mm. how bad is it that we don't understand like what really matters in life. Listen, we could go on and on and about this, uh, but somehow we've managed to almost sneak out an entire full show over this really not, not so not so great uh, uh, um, flick. But we still haven't hit our favorite part of the show, uh, and so we're going to take a quick break and come back and let Caleb make me look stupid. <laughs> Well, 
Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We're in our favorite segment, the Make Me Look Stupid segment. Thank you for sticking with us this long as we talked about Guardians of Time. Uh, Mark is often a benevolent co-host and will let me go first. But yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not as benevolent <laughs> as you are, Mark. <laughs> I, I'm going first. Okay, uh, all right. I've got a question that I'm I have worried to about. know the answer to. Okay. I'm worried. This... I'm worried. I am both worried about the question and worried that it might be the same question I have for you. So go ahead. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Right. Um, so there were the Titans, right? Mm-hmm. That we, that we learn about in, mm-hmm. in the show, you know, Greek mythology, the Titans. And we know that the Titans were the first generation and then the Olympians came after them. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we know that somehow or another, these four warriors are descended from the Titans. And so here's what I want to know, Mark. If it's uh-huh. the Titans and then the Olympians, what on earth are the four warriors? Do they belong <laughs> to some special class of Greek mythology that I don't know about? Or what, what, Interesting. what, what category I think, I, are they in? I, I, I think they probably do, but it is uh, lost in time. So you're never going to know. It's in, the, it's in the forest. It's in the forest. It's lost in time. <laughs> It's probably on some shattered piece of stone that was was supposed to unlock a gate or something. And it's probably all written down there and it'll be lost to all of us forever. Uh, So uh, my apologies to you, but um, even if I knew, I couldn't tell you because it's supposed to be lost to time. Yeah. I, it's I like that. It's the I mean, what do you exist, But there's the, no way you could know. You can't know it because it's lost in the, it's the time. In the it's in that it's in forest. The I, I mean, didn't know the think, answer. I really wanted to know. know. Like, I thought know, maybe I thought... that you you had created a new class to describe. I don't know. Uh, uh, so all right, no, so that that brings okay, it back to me. me. <clears throat> yes. And so, all right, so we haven't talked about this at the end. All right, so we we the 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 Warriors four. Um, the new they class. Do, yep. yep, they do have uh, Pam, Pamphilos, uh who guides them through all of this, right? And he's been helping them along, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he even helped the, the Atlantean uh, warrior or guard, I think, Atlantean guard. And he helps them get back and, and uh, uh, recognize evil. And then at the very end of this movie, after you think it's going to be over, the, uh, the, the older sister says to uh, the younger sister, you're going to be an amazing woman someday. Uh, but right now, I just want you to be my little sister. Um, and you feel like, oh, what a sweet little sappy ending. Then all of a sudden, some slightly menacing music comes in, and we cut back to the fantasy world, and we see kind of a side shot of this black figure with green flickering flames or something, and then their Atlantean guard who's helped them through it's being spoken to by this man. And he says, did you tell them the truth? And in an almost cryptic, maybe not good way, uh, the Atlantean guard says, I told them what they need to know. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, did someone actually think there was going to be a sequel to this thing? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, really go oh we better leave it open for a sequel what was that all about man i mean 
what were your thoughts when that happened? That is the exact thought that I had. Like, how could anyone have ever thought that this was going to be anything other than like, let's see if we can trick maybe some kind of preteen girls into buying this show, uh, talking there. Like, how could anyone ever have thought that there would be some other kind of show after this? Uh, So that led me to uh, find the source material for this, and I discovered yes. that there were four books that this was based on. Uh, and well, there are four. And, are, is it is it actually based on it? I know there's four books by this title, but none of them. I don't know that it's based on any. Is it? I don't think it is. <laughs> I. You know what, Mark? I don't. I. I. I who? I don't know why anyone would have ever I, thought. All right. This. Gonna, this would be. Uh, uh, this would ever gonna, be anything other than a cash. Before we wrap yeah. this up, I need a, yeah. something that we talked about in pre-show okay. that I'm really curious about. That okay. You brought the question up. Who is who, this movie for? Who? <laughs> 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 right. So that is a serious question for anyone who's yeah. listening. Who, if you've seen this this train wreck yeah. movie, who is this for? The best I could figure out is like if they were trying to trick some people into buying this. Uh, maybe yeah. you know, maybe two podcasters who were desperate <laughs> <laughs> to find this something to cover this about. week. Yeah, that uh, that cover fantasy stuff. Uh, here, I think I think it's I, you know maybe I I think the preteen segment of maybe fantasy yeah I, I i don't think any i wouldn't know is there I mean, anyone out there who enjoyed it this <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know yeah. i'm watching it i'm watching it i'm immediately going okay oh this was not made for adults okay fine and so then yeah. I, immediately since we're doing it on the show i thought about you and right. your your two young ones and i thought oh mm-hmm. hey maybe caleb's going to be able to lend some insight into this because maybe he'll see that his kids might whatever but then they start talking about chrono conception chrono chronometry uh chronology and i'm like nope 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 that's not for the young ones that's not for the seven-year-old i don't know i think i think that's part of the point they they didn't know who they were as a show and maybe that's uh, an important thing for us to speak of is how important it is to know who you are and be true to that (laughs) Oh, well, Mark, what a great theology you just pulled from this train wreck of a show. How about, how about this, Mark? Okay, yeah, Guardians of Time, it sucked. Uh, mm. it, it, it just sucked. Uh, yeah. We need to do something better next week. And Oh, please. I, do you know okay. of anything? I, I've got a suggestion. Tell me what okay, you think. I'm okay, okay, I'm so ready. I'm ready. You and I were both comic book fans. Uh, Big time, and, yeah, uh, And uh, Black Adam. Is coming oh, up. yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I yeah. thought hey, it's coming out, I think, on Thursday mm. of this week. And yeah, I thought, yeah. well, maybe we could maybe we could go we could go to the theater. We could go yep. with some other super nerdy comic book fans and go love see it. Black Adam. Does that sound OK? Let's do it, man. I love that. I love that. Okay, I've been, so I've been, you, I'm so eager to see this. Me too. And if you don't know what it is, it's uh, the uh, 2002 American superhero film based on DC comic uh character the same name and it is kind of a, a spinoff of um, of shazam and it mm-hmm. ought to be a lot of fun it has dwayne the rock johnson as black adam uh oh that's a pretty good rock guy i can't i can't do it i, I did it. the best i did the best eyebrow lift i could do anyway it's, it's, it's a <laughs> okay. derivative of, uh, it's a derivative of my elvis eyebrow lift so okay <laughs> <laughs> and let's pray to god that this is a better oh God, movie. Yes. It's it's hard to be much worse, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
Okay. Thanks for joining us for the Moonshine Jesus Show. Until next time, cheers, Mark. Cheers, cheers sir. You. See you next time. Moonshine Jesus.